0: FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to The Hunters and the Prey. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher. Soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And today is Tuesday, August 8th in the year 2023. We are sitting in a very critical time right now where we have to start deciding whether we are going to be the hunters or whether we're going to be the prey, quite literally. This morning, I went out on the property and just on a hunch, went out to look for a couple of coyotes, and there's a den of them up on the property today. And by chance, came across two, which means they're female-male running together in a pack. And these are the sort of, this kind of whole thing kind of evolved quickly to give it where we are going to talk about tonight. The shot was about 150 meters down the hill. I stepped off the ATV, I sighted, actually sighted high, I shouldn't have, I sighted center of mass knowing I shouldn't have afterwards. I was firing 150 grain 300 Savage round that ended up skying right over the top of both of them and I walked, watched those two predators run away. And what struck me in all of this is how adept they were to the environment And even though I'm up and around on the environment, how I'm not actually as adept as they are. And that is exactly the problem of what we're dealing with in this nation right now, as we're all trying to survive and get our feet together and wake people up. But we're dealing with an enemy as we are trying to turn the tables and hunt them that has seen us as prey for so long that they know the landscape they know the nuances. They know the way to maneuver better than us. And that has to end if we're going to win. Now, patriots, we are days away from the Durban Accords, the greatest threat to the U.S. dollar's global dominance in the past 80 years, in fact. On August 22nd, BRICS nations, which, as you know, is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, are expected to announce the launch of of a new international supercurrency fully backed by gold and other commodities. This is part of their long-term plan to supplant the U.S. dollar and the U.S. economy as the cornerstone for global financial success. How can you protect your IRA and 401k from the fallout from this landmark announcement? And it will have an impact. You need to diversify with gold from Birch Gold Group. Historically, gold has been a safe haven in times of high uncertainty, which is, quite honestly, right now. Get a free info kit on gold, IRAs, and decide for yourself if a tax shelter retirement backed by, a, by physical precious metals is right for you. Text the word BARDS, just text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. Text BARDS to nine eight nine eight nine eight nine eight nine eight. You can do it right now, like jump off, run around the house, texting that number. This is a monumental shift happening among nations that control one-third of the world's GDP. And it kicks off on August 22nd. (laughs) We are in for such a crazy fall, I'm telling you. Arm yourself with information to protect your retirement savings. Text Bards to the number 989898 and get your free info kit from Birch Gold today. You don't want to miss out on that great offer. At all. It's something you want to. And it's just, you know, can I say it's common sense. You don't want to have your retirement backed by paper. That's ultimately what we're saying. So Birch Golf Group, super good people will help you through. Had some good reports on them, so give them a ring. Check it out. Text them. when Text their that number, 989898. It's all good. All right. So first of all, don't think I wasn't irritated when I missed my shot because I don't like missing my shot. But my point of this and why what it really struck me is is a whole series of things. So what I was looking at here was their adapted, their adaptive nature to this whole environment up here. And we've got on the back part of this acreage, about 20 acres, way too many blackberries right now. But they're using it as a way to maneuver in and around. Reminds me of the, if you ever saw, um, if you've ever seen the stories of Briar Rabbit, Uncle, what is it, Uncle Tom's, it's not Uncle Tom's Cabin, it should be called that. But anyway. Uh, Songs of the South, that was it, from Disney, which they have banned, by the way. You can't even find it these days. But Briar Rabbit used to, he would scream, oh, don't throw me in the Briar Patch, don't throw me in the Briar Patch, and then they would, they cast him into the Briar Patch, and he made all this screaming and horrible sound. It was all a setup, because he had grown up in the Briar Patch. He knew how to maneuver around the Briar Patch. Our, Our opposition's very much the same way, and we have to be very prepared. Part of what ha- began officially in 20, with President Trump's running in 2015, which was the shaking up and awakening of America, was followed on by the Q operation, which, for itself, lasted about 18 months. Which the whole principle of that was not to have people flat-footed and anchored, but to stimulate their minds to start asking questions and be prepared to fight an information war. And to a large degree, that's happened. But then COVIDCon came. And when COVIDCon rolled in town, all these meme cannons and all these, I mean, literally thousands and hundreds of thousands of memes that have been developed went quiet and went silent because the enemy struck in a way that its emerging threat, which was this digital army, wasn't adaptive enough and wasn't prepared enough to respond to the enemy knew the terrain better than the entire digital army and the digital army also started to fragment the digital army was dependent on systems that the enemy owned and in all the equations and the calculus of looking at things the digital army never factored in the fact that you might get deplatformed that you might get you might lose your revenue that you might be left having to do other things and find another way to communicate. None of these things were there in the center point of the way the digital army was organized and thought. Now, I'm, I'm just telling you for my own sake, I had talked about, I had been talking to this topic of getting off of social media dependence as much as possible back as early as 2014. You could see it happening because once you're dependent on their systems, one of the key things is there was no way to control your emails So what I mean by that is when you have an email repository, like you have an account, a website where you can at least collect emails, you have a way to communicate to people to let them know where to go, how to stay in touch. But when you're running off of social media accounts and people make comments or post stuff on your site, they're not posting it with their email. They're posting it with their account that's controlled by the same site that controls you these were critical failures. Today, I've identified critical failures. I have, we have a problem of coyotes up here. It's growing. And there's, not for my property because they don't really bother cows, but they do bother deer, which affects the pleasure of hunting. And they also bother a great deal lambs and the sheep. So we have neighbors that have that. So they're going to have to be culled. And, what it struck me today is while I had a random encounter, which was good, and I mean, the good that I could see them, especially in the early morning, I didn't know the terrain, and I wasn't as prepared for that fight as they were. My my sighting was off. My ability to shoot commu- shoot and maneuver was not as good as their ability to respond to fire and move out of way. And as I start to think about that, especially with coyotes, because if you understand coyotes, they're very much like liberals. Coyotes yak all night long. They just make all sorts of noise, very much like liberals. They nip at the ankles of things, very much like liberals. It irritates you to no end until they can swarm and get enough nipping going on that they ultimately bring the animal down. That's the same principle as liberals. They're very much a sort of parasitic type ant creature. They feed a lot on small things like rabbits and mice, so that's a good thing. But when they go after livestock, they'll use it in a pack. And that's a liberal mentality. And so in order to counter that, you have to be better in your thinking, more adaptive than the enemy. And so we need to look at some of these things of what does that look like. And where I want to begin is a strange place tonight of all places that I would probably pick. And it's a site that probably has some of the most unusual type of material out there. And it's real raw news. I want to hear, I want you to hear this because I'm not advocating this as a news site. I'll be very clear about this. But I want to look at real raw news here from a different lens of how it has been managed, how it has managed to survive. Now, why do I say this? People say that some people believe real raw news. Others say it's completely some dude writing stories, making stuff up to mock Trump followers. I can tell you a couple things about that just by principle of what goes on here. Number one, who's ever writing in Real Raw News is a Clancy-level writer. Number two, if this is one person writing, this person has got an enormous understanding of and an incredible op- operational imagination of what could happen in terms of a deep state counter operation, okay i'm again not advocating for real ron news just want you to hear this but i do find it interesting in real ron news that they are still uh, they still exist on the web yes they have their own website we also know that they've suffered some ddos attacks which is denial of service attacks and they've recovered but the interesting thing is they've never been attacked by the mainstream media and yet they have resolved, they continue to produce articles that are naming people by name. They have not been taken to court. And so these are interesting, again, because there's some straight up defamation things that they could be slammed with for the things that they write, especially with senior leaders and commanders, but nobody's touching them. Now, what that tends to draw, you can come to two conclusions. You can come to one conclusion that says on their own site that they're satire. Okay. Okay. That might be. So in in a sense, by classifying yourself as satire, the enemy is unable to deplatform you legally because everything you do here is supposed to be satire or a parody. But what if within all this melee of stuff they're writing, they're bearing truth? This is why I bring this up, and it's hiding in plain sight. In this war of deception... There are times that we have to do things to deceive the enemy or protect us with a shield of deception, even though we're speaking truth. And that doesn't mean you have to be lying, because I don't lie. But just like tonight, we're talking about coyotes. I like to hunt coyotes. It's just ironic that coyotes are very much have the same habitat, same habits as liberals. But, of course, I would never advocate hunting liberals. That would be a bad thing, I'm sure. But my point is that we have to be adaptive to an enemy. And we need to come to understand how they think and how they operate. And we, we need to be able to outmaneuver the enemy, especially where we're headed. Now let's look at kind of the sort of things that we're talking about right now. We are in a really interesting phase right now. There was an interesting article that came out yesterday evening in Zero Hedge, and in, I mean, correct, it was yesterday afternoon. I said evening. I just checked the time post on it. And it was 1.20 p.m. I sent it out to some people because I didn't find it till yesterday evening, but it was called "Dear America, Rest Up for What's Coming When Normies Awake." Now we're starting to see more and more of this type of discussion happening as the news is flowing out tremendously and truth is just pouring out. I listened to a painfully irritating d- debate or discussion today between the CBS anchor and president Trump's lawyer, not the female, the other guy, the other person, not the other That's bad. Like she's supposed to be a, a guy. no. One of Chump's two lawyers, one of which is a guy, was on, and he's truly, I think he is really a guy, he was on CBS. So let me be clear. And what this discussion was, which was so irritating, is to watch him completely go back and go over the case. And this person was this, an anchor, was just every time he started to get on a line of truth, she would just try to derail him. And she would try to separate what he was trying to say to get people to listen to her as though she is the authority. And this is the trick of the enemy. And It's important to understand this. The enemy uses this trick of making itself seem. This is a mainstream media trick and hand puppet action that they do. What they do is they make themselves appear to be the enemy. I'm sorry, to be the authority on all things. And so with that, it's difficult... For the audience, they're programming the audience to tell them, don't listen to him, listen to me. We know what's best. They don't know actually what's going on. And they do that by the principle of asking questions, interrupting things, getting people to not pay attention to what they're saying, all of these, what the other person is saying. And in the process, where they come to is they come to a place where people believe what the media says and discounts What an expert says. I'm going to play a little clip of this for you. I'm not going to play the full five minutes and 36 seconds because I think people would probably want to go drink afterwards and that would not be a good thing. But I just want you to hear a little bit of this dialogue and pay attention to how the anchor plays this. It's really this is their strategy and they have been very successful by it. But listen how Trump's lawyer handles it. It's really good.
1: Special counsel said yesterday he would like to see a speedy trial. That is 70 days from now. Are you ready Uh to go? Would you like to see a speedy trial? Well,
2: the speedy trial right is the defendant's right, not the government's right. So we're entitled to understand what the charges are. We're entitled to do our own investigation The special counsel or the Justice Department, the Biden Justice Department, has had three years to investigate this. Uh, To take President Trump to trial in 90 days, of course, is absurd. The question is, why do they want to do that? If you want to seek justice, then you need to offer Mr. President, President Trump, an opportunity to get a hold of all the evidence and understand what the facts are.
1: Well, I assume you're confident you can win this case. Absolutely. We're going to win. Yeah. Would you at a minimum say You'd like to see this resolved before the election.
2: I want to get to all the evidence. I want to have a chance to present our case to a jury. This is the first time that the First Amendment has been criminalized. It's the first time that a sitting president is attacking a political opponent on First Amendment grounds and basically making a criminal to, to, to state your position and to engage in political advocacy.
0: You- OK, so now listen to what happens here, because he's now got her on the defensive. She came in here very confident. And very confident that she could control the narrative. She is trying to force him in a box of admitting that they want a speedy trial. Now, if I don't know if you caught this, but it's very important what he said. It is not the government's right to dictate a speedy trial. It is the client's right to demand a speedy trial or the accused, the defendant. So he's now saying and he's being very clear that we need to establish truth and have true justice but the, the agenda of this entire interview was to trap Trump's team into acknowledging that they want to get this done before the elections so they can get through it and, and be able to then be pointed to in the future that you acknowledged that you would do a speedy trial. And understanding the, the way the media and the, the government works, they are one, one in the same. The media is out here trying to pull a public statement that the government then can use in the trial against President Trump. I'll continue.
1: A little time out on that one yeah, because
0: of we've course, never seen that before.
1: Well, the indictment specifically says that that the president has a First Amendment right to speech. Yes. He even has a First Amendment right to lie. And, it says and, it right. Here. Absolutely. This indictment is criminalizing conduct, not speech.
2: No, it's criminalizing speech for this reason. What the president saw in the 2020 election was all these irregularities going on. Okay, affidavits, sworn testimony, examples of instances where the rules were changed in the middle of the game. He had every right to comment on that and act politically. In a criminal case, what they would have to show is all of that speech was not entitled to First Amendment production. But we're not talking about. They'll never be able to do it. it.
1: It's very explicit. It says, though Jack Smith saw this this very argument coming, it says he is being indicted for conduct using unlawful means of discounting legitimate votes and subverting the election results. He says. He can speak all day. He can't engage in conduct.
2: Of course, you can take action in the political sphere. For example, let's say somebody opposes a law in Congress. Do a filibuster, right? That's political speech. That's political action. There's nothing wrong with that. But what we have, we have something that no one else realizes. There
1: is something wrong with sending fake electors, trying to go beyond and around the law. These weren't fake electors. These
2: were alternate electors, which John Kennedy did in
0: 1960. And you see how well-armed he is, and you also watch how calm he is and how she continues to get riled up. She had an agenda coming into this and was given a task to try to defame and demeanor Trump. I'm just going to play a little bit more, and then we'll move on.
2: It was an exact protocol that was followed previously. Different situation,
1: and not the indictment all. alleges that some of these not alternative electors, I'll use your words, weren't even aware. They thought a- this would a- only come up a- if there were a legitimate dispute. Absolutely.
2: And what President Trump had was an an actual opinion of counsel that his request to Vice President Pence was completely lawful and completely constitutional. He also had
1: many, will, many opinions of his own that. White but House counsel that that was not legal.
2: No, you're, you're entitled to believe and trust advice of counsel. You have one of the leading constitutional scholars in the United States, John Eastman, say to President Trump, this is a protocol that you can follow. It's legal. That eliminates
1: criminal intent. That now is you one can- lawyer he had as a White House. counsel.
0: You notice how she's become suddenly the expert in law. See, this is this is an example here of, of a very well prepared att- counterattack to what was going to be an ambush. And in the process, you're also seeing that the left obviously are going to be fanned and cheering for their their side very happy that their their little hand puppet here this this meat puppet that she is is going to be beating up on Trump's lawyer but they can't break from it they can't they can't break from the fact that it, that he still has solid facts that he's solid on what he's doing, and she can't keep up with what's going on. Now, the problem that's happening on the nationwide right now is everything liberal is starting to fall apart. And this is causing some major, major cracks in in their strength of their armor, so to speak, because they're accustomed to being able to focus in on one singular topic. One of their greatest strengths in the left has been to narrow all the life's issues down to one event which they control. Hence, we become the prey, they become the hunters. Now I want you to listen to this piece here, and this was from Joe Rogan, and this is a, a look at what's happening. Let me, let me find this piece, excuse me. Uh, this is, a, I'll see if I can find it, I may have missed it. But it's, this is a, here it is. This is a piece from Joe Rogan that's gonna talk about what's actually going on in San Francisco. Now take a listen to this. San Francisco's the worst. San Francisco is like a failed state. San Francisco might as well be Libya. That place is wild. Yeah. People and are just the, and the, shitting and in the, the
2: streets. The crime is next level in San Francisco. It is stupid. Next level. Next it level. is
0: stupid. People are parking their cars and leaving their windows rolled down and, and the their, their hatches open. Yeah. Because they don't want to get smashed. It yeah. doesn't
2: matter what time of day. Doesn't it matter. doesn't
0: matter who's around. doesn't matter who's around. No one's stopping anybody from doing anything. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. They're like, what,
2: what the It's fuck becoming fun? a ghost town and they're not pumping the brakes on it. I don't know what they
0: do now at this point. What mm-hmm. do they do? They don't have the resources to fix it now. Because they fucked it up so bad for so long, and they don't have to. They would have to admit that all of their policies sucked, and nobody's gonna do. Nobody's that. gonna do that. See, this is the the key here and the weakness of what is happening to their place, and we have to be able to be prepared to maximize it and opportun- be opportunistic, and go after them as hunters on this. The left is very good at, at controlling the topic on a single place, so. It, let me just go back to my little coyote experience the coyotes had me on their terrain i was channeled in to firing into a into a defile, a down downgrade a lower area and i not that i could have couldn't have shot better but one shot missed they have the ability to move in amount in in and around cover that it prevents me to get a clear shot once again they had the upper hand that won't happen next time because now I'm going to bait them in. I'm going to draw them into a, into a fight, into a trap, and it's going to happen soon to where they're going to be on my turf. So no matter what happens, I'm going to have the kill zone that I need and they will be terminated. This is the approach we have to take with these with this aggressive left, because as we take out those out here that are trying to, and are dominating the narrative, remember you always have a strong force that controls a message. But when they get weakened or slayed, those around them begin to question whether or not this is the way they want to follow. People are weak, and people follow. The left is made up of an enormous body of compliant and willful people. And it's not just the left, it's also a large body of normies right now. There's a lot of people right now that are like, no, I don't really want Trump back in, I don't know, I don't trust him for this, I don't trust him for that. Look, that's fine. And I'm, I'm not getting in the sides of politics tonight. But the point is that what President Trump is representing in this trial, and what he's been representing all along, which is the media is the enemy of the people, what he's been talking about in terms of open borders, what he's been talking about in terms of trade imbalances and the way China's coming in and the way which is really the deep state connections, the cabals of China and other countries putting D.C. up for sale. Those things are real. And with all of this, as people start to have to look at the message of President Trump, they're having to break down their own narratives. Now, that means that as we come into this, this zone that we're heading into, so to speak, this place that we're headed into, where an increasing number of people are going to be having to face the realities of what is actually going on, we're entering into a very interesting moment in time that we have to be, in my opinion, strongly ready to position and counter. And what is that? They know that their, their people are going to start falling apart they know that the structures that they have built to keep people in it's the matrix is beginning to collapse the question is what are they going to do to keep people in control of the matrix and you know that ultimately there has to be some sort of culmination event big events that will shake their people back in one of those right now is climate change and it's a big one and you're seeing these initiatives to push forward more push on more push on electric cars well Here's the problem. Even that's starting to fall apart. Now, now the EPA's rules that were put out in, in November, or I'm sorry, April of this last year, that stated, for example, that tailpipe pipe exhaust by 2035, I believe it is, has to be at a level lower than a current than the current output of an electric vehicle. That sounded good. They got it passed. The left is cheering, rah rah. But suddenly now, people are starting to demand equality that if you're going to look at a, a petroleum-run vehicle by what its out, output exhaust is, then you have to account for the, the carbon cost and environmental damage of mining, lithium, and the production of an electric car. So now the, what you're watching the EPA backpedal on this. They're starting to get, get soft on, on tailpipe exhaust stuff because they don't want to get caught in that crossfire because their entire narrative falls apart. What we talked about on Sunday in common law is, is super critical to understand because it allows each person in this country to prepare for a counteroffensive and take the counteroffensive on by yourself. Now, I can't tell you how, how to do common law. You're going to have to take advantage of all the study that's out there. But the idea is for us to collectively start sharing the ideas and understanding of what common law represents. And now I want you to, just for a moment, imagine the world we're in a little different way. I want you to relens it. Right now, we have basically a base of American first people that are up against an institution that's shielded, protected, and armored up with civil law. And that in that area, they own and control 90% or more of the lawyers. And those lawyers have connections to judges And most of the cases that they run are backed by the media so that they have a network of of control out here that allows them to wage a war, which gives them the advantage of terrain, which means they become the hunters and we become the prey. But that has to change. And so why do I bring up common law? Because under common law, we don't need lawyers. In fact, lawyers aren't allowed in common law. These are citizens' actions based on the right of sovereigns. I don't think citizens is the right term. Sovereign actions based on our authorities given to us by God to step in and take our sovereign authority and essentially circumvent or super put ourselves above the court system. Remember, this is a moral law country. God gave us our rights, and from that... Government is subordinate to us, but they have managed to pull us off of that plane and dropped us underneath their subordinate law system because what they've said is unless you have a legal degree, unless you have a lawyer, you can't play law. But see, that's not how common law works. So now I want you to imagine a counteroffensive. I want you to imagine a counteroffensive that ties in with Operation Vineyard. And I want you to imagine a counteroffensive that even ties into what Jaron Jackson was talking about in what he calls Operation Josiah. Similar approaches, different intents, where citizens now take on actions starting at a county level and are conducting court by mail in the thousands and hundreds of thousands. There is no defense they have against that. This is where you're starting to break down. Will everything succeed? No, absolutely not. But the, the immense wave of action is so severe that it starts to break things down because our environment now has shifted and it's shifted significantly based on what the left has done in this nation. I want to get to that after this example. I want you to listen to what this victim, uh, that's not the right, yeah, it's victim mentality, entitled and victim mentality of the left. This is how they feel about crime. It's quite amazing, actually.
2: I'm literally shaking right now. I was just getting groceries and I live in San Francisco and I never really feel fully safe. If you live in San Francisco, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And I just got groceries. I'm walking out of the store and this guy is walking past me and says, move you stupid bitch. And he spits in my face, spits all over my face. And then I say, excuse me, did you just spit in my face? And he says, move or I'll rape you. There's also people everywhere and everyone's just walking by cause they're like, I can't handle. Something else in San Francisco. It's always something else. I don't even know where I'm posting this. If you live in San Francisco, do you feel this way all the time? I don't feel safe ever. I literally never feel safe. It's better when it's daylight, but
0: yeah, it's better when it's daylight. But no way, night. See, see, this is how the left handles things, and take advantage of this as a case study. They expect someone else to fix it for them. Now, the police are bad. They've defunded the police. They expect now that people will come together, but it won't be them. Someone will come to their rescue. She says she's already given excuses for those that pass by and just let her be spit at. They, they, they just have so much on their mind that they say, I can't take another thing in San Francisco. I didn't know that she spent time with with someone else to spit over her face to go out and question all of them, which, of course, you know she didn't. But what's important here is to identify this as an entitled victim, and the left has built this world. But here's a great analysis of this. I want to read this to you. And it sets, the, sets this position of what we have become as a nation and where our entry point is to victory. So what this says is, this was written by Carolina Lyon, and she goes by at Carolina Lyon 2. She says, this woman comes from a social class where nobody was ever, has, was ever forced to suffer the consequences of their actions and choices. We've talked about that. That's 100% true that the left does not understand consequence or accountability. Now, reality is quite literally spitting in her face, and the only thing she can do is complain about the lack of police or bystanders willing to help her. She takes no action herself. She knows very well that they that she's part of a move to defund the police, and yet she all she can do is now complain that nobody's there to help her. And then complain online. You see, are, are you safe? Do you feel unsafe too? Share me, share tell me that and give me some likes so I can share the word and have a nice little kickback. This is a pretty prevalent blind spot for a lot of liberals and progressives. This is an excellent point here. And the, when you hear blind spot, that means opportunity. When you destroy all social norms, social cohesion, tradition, etc., the only thing you are left with is raw power and they are not capable of operating in a world where might makes right, even though that is the world they are busy creating. They have created a world where all of the normal standards of protection have been taken away. This is thou shalt do what thou will. This is the basis of the satanic order. That Without even realizing it, some have willfully given power to the satanic order for that point. But they, this is what they want. I don't want to be accountable. I want to do me. You do you. I do me. You do you. I'm not going to be accountable. And this is how they roll until it attacks them. And then they look around waiting. It's not even look around. Obviously, she's looking around with somebody's goo dripping off of her face. And she's in sheer just disgust. And she's even so indignant. Did you spit on me? And I, as you, <laughs> guy, I'm sorry. But that you just got to have some dark humor here for somebody to look at her and says, get out of my way. I'm going to rape you. That's rough words, but obviously her indignant attitude didn't resonate well with her would-be spitter attacker. He is, we'll call him the the, uh, the the goober shooter. So anyway, that's, that is absolutely the, the approach of the left. And with this, she has no other way, to, nothing else to respond to. She doesn't talk about, let's get organized to do this. She doesn't, she doesn't go out and say, I'm going to go to the martial arts school. She just wants to whine and complain. Because what they have done in this society is they have given up all their power to the state. And in the same time, they have deconstructed the elements of the state that would actually protect them, and they have turned their their focus onto a state of woke philosophies, which says to everybody, you can do what you will, and we'll, we'll give you some reparations or something like that, as if money will fix everything. That's completely counter to God's law. It's com- completely counter to the place in which we walk, and again... And establishes a, a place of a reality of where most of our world is. The fact is that we have arrived at a point in our time and our place where this is a where power dominates, and that goes back to the principal issue: Are you a hunter or are you prey? You have to start thinking like a hunter. You have to start thinking in terms of how you're going to operate in this hostile environment. The hostile environment that is a very noisy. It's very It fans a lot of threat. It fans a lot of verbose attempts at trying to bring violence. But all of it, almost to the last point, runs away when faced with the righteousness of strength in truth and in true power that we anchor ourselves in faith and our love in Christ. It cannot stand to that. I don't even have to speak the words Jesus. I can walk the words Jesus and be firm with these people and hold them accountable, and they ultimately will run away. I watched a video today of a liberal who came up to a Trump supporter who was flying a flag to try to rip the flag out from his hand. And the guy said, no, you can't have this flag. This is my flag, and I'm in public space. And the liberal then proceeds to have this ridiculous dialogue with him that it then ends with him as he says, well, why are you filming me? And the guy says, because you try to attack me and I'm going to have evidence of it. he said, and this was his, watch this line. I didn't know it was your flag. See, everything about the liberal base is about a twisting lie. They have never had to hold themselves accountable to anything. And this is their greatest vulnerability because as you use that against them, to hold them accountable for what they say, to hold them accountable for their actions, to document them, to show them who they are, they will literally break ranks and usually flee. There's an interesting story I got from Joe Vega, and as most of you know, he was at Barts Fest, good friend, obviously Sergeant Major Joe Vega, great, great friend of mine. And here's another example of this. He was with a couple of, of police officers from the area where he is down in Southern California. They were off-duty wearing T-shirts, something to the effect of, I'm happy I voted for Trump. Two different occasions, some muscle-bound liberal comes up and said, wanted to fight him. And all the police officers said is, I'm not going to fight you. I'm, and they didn't realize. He said, I'm a cop. And he showed him his badge. Both times, these guys ran away. See, they love to intimidate. They love to intimidate. And this goes back to my coyote example. They are so noisy at night. I don't know if you know coyotes. If you don't, you need to know. Some people find their howling and yakking to be pleasant. I find it to be irritating, and it reminds me of every liberal I've ever been around, especially in the city of Portland or New Jersey, somewhere up there, or New York. They're all just yakkers. And they like to pontificate about nonsense, and they like to talk about everything and get all emotionally wrapped up. It reminds me of the coyotes. And so the coyotes right now, I guarantee, somewhere in their strange way of thinking, think that they've escaped and that they can come back another day. And I want them to think that. I want them to get comfortable back on this land. I want them to come in and find what I'm gonna have waiting for them. Because when I do, and I spring my next trap, I won't miss, and there will be dead coyotes that I'll be glad to cut the tail off and pin up around the, around the property. See, you've gotta think like a hunter and think on the strengths that you have. This digital army was raised up with the amazing tools and capabilities of research, of building memes, of speaking truth. And as we've added to that the layers and strength in our faith and our knowledge of scripture and what that means to truly walk in the Holy Spirit, you have to start having the confidence to do that. I made, just, I made this comment and I'm, I'm very serious about what I'm saying here and I'm, I'm challenging people to think differently now. I get a lot of desperate prayers. And I'm, I'm happy to pray for people, so please hear me. I'm always happy to lead prayers for people, no matter the situation. But an urgent prayer and a desperate prayer are not the same thing. When we hear things like, you know, I'm under attack, my first question is why? And my question of why gets to the core of not what did you do, but why are you letting yourself being attacked spiritually? God gave you dominion. God gave you the authorities over this land. And this is the important point that we have to get back to, is understanding who we are. We're being railroaded around by this as every chance they get to use a legal system which is outside the bounds of the Constitution, and we're letting them get away with it. That's on us, not on them. We're allowing that to happen. Now, how we get back to the Constitution, that's always a discussion. But again, I go back to these principles of common law and understand the Founders' documents. When you put those two together and Scripture boy, we've got a lethal combination. And any warfighter knows that when you can find a lethal combination that may not have 100% success but has, say, 60 or 70% success against the enemy, even at times when it has 40% success against the enemy, you're going to use it. Because 40% of the enemy wasted is 40% you don't have to function against. And that means you're depleting their ranks, you're breaking their 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 strength and their strongholds, and you're running their energy levels down. They're depleting their supplies, which are not endless, though the people will try to tell you they are. There is an attrition, and there's an a there's a financial cost to this that ultimately takes its toll. But we have to get smart to understand our our terrain. Now, I do have a quick message from Jaron Jackson, and I'm going to pass it here because. It's an important one which I'll talk more about through the week, but he said if there's one thing that I would convey to Bard's Nation, he said, tell everybody to get certified as a notary and do it right away because that is the function of how we wage law by mail because it's about swearing affidavits and committing yourself to swearing affidavits on the Constitution and on the foundation of of what we are saying is true those are powerful things that hold people accountable and what's at the core of common law accountability and truth what does the left do all the time avoid accountability and truth it's just a functional thing and when you wage this war as we are waging this war we have to be we know we don't have we have we don't have lawyers on our side this is the whole point of you don't need them and you don't need to spend 20 years in law school le- le- reading all those case law issues, because in common law, there is no case law. You have to think different. You have to see with new eyes, and you have to take the responsibility to learn. Those tools and techniques are now being are flowing freely out here. We're going to increase that flow as much as we can. But this is how we pivot the game, and we become the hunters, and they become the prey. And quite literally, if you just, like I said, imagine for a moment where they're running dominance, where a, a merry band of lawyers thinks that it's going to railroad this entire nation with a small band of radicals behind them into the pits of hell and and communist enslavement. And we look across the band, and I'll just even take Bard's nation, and we'll say that we've got 250,000 people. 250,000 people that are armed with, to the gills with common law, understanding how to wage war through law by mail and and notary and swearing your your, your affidavit. Let me tell you, They are not prepared for what's coming. You can turn the tables in a heartbeat, and we must. The left is making an end run right now to try to gain gain as much territory and wreak as much damage as possible. And when we look at the pathway to success using civil court system that we have, it is a long, painful, and path with a lot of loss. But when we look at the path through the eyes of common law, there is nothing in there that doesn't win for God. And every victory we make is a victory directly to kingdom. And if you that doesn't impassion you, I don't know what will. These people have no chance against this. This is truly a power of the Holy Spirit that we're talking about. And it again, it pivots the position. It pivots the game. My coyotes got away today. That's not going to happen again. And every time we see a battle lost, and there's going to be many, we can say, that's too bad. But as we step in as... As the sovereigns of this world, as the children of the Most High, and execute the mechanisms of law that God gave us to use, the stewards of this nation return, and we return with a mighty sword, wieldingly and powerfully, and taking claim back and taking control back of this nation as it was intended, we the people, under the throne, with government subordinate to us. Let's pray. Father God, we are blessed here today just to be reflective and, and filled with the wisdom that is continuing to flow of the ways through this maze of that they have created to try to keep us from seeing the pathway to kingdom and kingdom's law on this land as it was intended. Father, we as we pray here today, we just pray for the continued clarity and discernment to flow upon each one. The wisdom to fill us all, and the, the pursuit of knowledge to be clear where we must go and what we must learn, to absorb this knowledge, to become cognizant of it, and to have the courage to step in and begin to execute the, the processes of common law. Furthermore, Father, we just pray for a continued co- coming together in a community, to share ideas, to exchange knowledge, to lift one and the other. Just iron sharpens iron, to, be able to build an army that is so mighty, so individually empowered and so connected to you that the force of this army can never be taken down. For as one falls, seven more stand. Guide us, Father, in this time and bless us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So it is important, absolutely important, that we stay focused on the topics of success of where we're going. We know some some mixes now. We have an objective in, a, in the broad spectrum of the commission, which I've accepted and many of you have joined me in, which is Operation Vineyard. And that is a commission that is taking st- steady steps towards building the foundations that will be unbreakable and unshakable. Part of that is a deep knowledge of our of Scripture. Part of that is a deep knowledge of the De- Declaration of Independence. Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. And part of that is a deep knowledge of common law. And when we put those things together and understand what we are doing and what it means, we're now on a road to be able to wage an offensive that no one can resist or stand against. Because we are walking on on the offensive that is truly holy ground, intended as God intended us to rule. And for all the noise and confusion out there, it's a way to cut through it all and get right to the core of what we're talking about and what the true authorities are of this land. That's us becoming hunters and them becoming prey. And that's the walk that every one of us should seek and desire with all of your heart. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins but we are here in this time in this place for just such a time as this. We are at war, so walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now.
3: We shall pay any price, bear any burden.